And we're live. Welcome back for another episode on the Coffee with Craner show. Today I'm here with two on-air personalities, Mike Kaycook and Lisa Williams. They've been working together, co-hosting for the Morning Drive, the number one morning show in Windsor Essex for 17 years. Oh my God. 17. <laughs> <laughs> now, so they've they've been in the in the career for a while, more than 17 years, but working together for 17. And today they're gonna be sharing. Uh, plenty of insights they've learned throughout their their career in broadcasting. So, Mike and Lisa, thanks for making the time today and being on the show. You're welcome. Nice to meet you, Lyndon. Yes, I kind, I kind of feel like we should be interviewing you. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you can come on after nine, our social media show, uh, one time, and we you can return the favor, and we'll find out about what you're doing over here, right? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of pressure. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> So, so Mike and Lisa, I have to ask, where in Windsor, Essex is your favorite place to get coffee? And I know you probably wake up pretty early, so coffee must be a go-to for you. From Well, since, since lockdown, since uh, COVID, um, we've been broadcasting from our homes, which is unusual. First time, really. Um, so Mike's been at his place. I've been at mine. And every morning I get up, come down the stairs, into the kitchen... And I've got three coffee makers. I've got a Keurig, I've got a Nespresso, and I have a press. So it depends on the mood that day. What was it this morning? What did you go with? Pardon? What did you have this morning? Mm, Today I had the Keurig. I had the, uh, 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 the brand from Costco, like the breakfast blend. Um, I love but listen, I am a big fan, new fan of McDonald's coffee. I like it. It is delicious. Yes. Mike, and what about you? I'm sorry. I got the same boring answer as Lisa. I mean, <laughs> I love my Keurig, and that's where I go every morning about, uh, I don't know, 3.30 and fire it up, wait for the water, wait for the water, wait for the red <laughs> light to go off, and then finally it makes it so. But if I'm going to go outside the house for coffee, I'm just a Tim Hortons man. I have nothing exciting, Linda, to tell you about some small coffee shop, about <laughs> crazy Starbucks order. I'm just a regular coffee, one milk, thank you, drive through. <laughs> Keep it, you're both keeping it simple. And, and I guess, what, what time do you wake up? What's the, what's the schedule like for, for you two? It's insane. It is. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know about you, Mike, but you don't realize how insane it is until somebody asks you that question and you hear yourself say... My alarm goes off at 3 a.m. And then it's like, oh, my God, what, what, what am I doing? Why yeah, why? Why? This? <laughs> but, I mean, the job makes it worth it. But that's definitely part of the, well, one of the more difficult things is getting up. Another difficult thing is actually going to bed on, on time, mm. like early. I find it's tougher to go to bed than it is to get up. Honestly, like, like, you know, my alarm goes off a little bit later. I have less uh, prep uh, than, uh, than Lisa does in the morning. It's nice being a guy, hoodie, shorts, I'm good to go. And, uh, yeah, I find it's harder going to bed, especially if there's a big event on or, you know, during the presidential debates or I'm a big, you know, sports fan, some big games on. So, yeah, going to bed is the, uh, is the tougher part, especially last night, apparently. Neither of us slept last night. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine, especially during the summertime, you're you're trying to uh, uh, stay up a bit later, and the whole schedule gets messed up. That's right. Well, and it's so bright out, and kid, like quiet, try to sleep. 
kids are playing in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 talk about your your careers. When did you both first really begin in, in broadcasting, and how did this all all start for both of you? You go ahead and start this one, Mike. Okay. Well, uh, you know, really the start for me when I was like five, six year old, five or six years old, when my dad gave me an old clock radio, this thing was ancient. I wish I still had it actually. And that's when I started to love baseball and broadcasting. Ernie Harwell, Paul Carey were doing the Tiger games back then, back in the, I guess it would be like the mid eighties, early eighties. And I just love the sound of, of the game. And, and for some reason I, go, I, I loved the idea of being on the radio, never wanted to be on TV, never any of anything else like that. But radio, I thought was the way to go. And me and my buddy, Dave, we used to do our own wrestling shows uh, back then, pretend each <laughs> interview each other. That led to, uh, you know, in university going for communications and working at CJAM, doing a weekly show there. And then my last year of high school, I sent a resume in and became a uh, producer slash board op at uh at am 800 and um then that was like 94 oh my god and that was before you were born and now here we are i think we i started on your show cam and lisa lisa at about a uh, year 2000 i was like the on the street reporter and then we've been hosting together since 03. isn't that insane oh man yeah i started right out of high school i was 18 and um it was uh, the summer between, uh, and at that time, you know, you, we had grade 13. So uh, it was the summer. Uh, Lisa between. took the horse and buggy to get to work <laughs> for the first time. Uh, uh, oh, you're oh. Tough, tough in front of your friends, don't you? I Mike? know. I got, I got Lyndon here to protect me. <laughs> um, yeah, but so it was the summer between uh, high school and university, and I ran into an old friend of mine who happened to work at uh, the radio station. At the time, it was 580. CKWW, and um, she said, you know, they're looking for producers. I know you're going into communication studies. Why don't you, you know, apply? I was not looking for a job. I was not looking at going into radio at all. Just sort of fell in my lap and got the job, was producing talk shows, basically, uh, you know, doing every single kind of job, sort of working your way up the tier, and uh, ended up co-hosting the show with, uh, with Cam Gardner, having a, a great deal of fun. And then uh, when Cam became ill and retired, uh, that's when Mike stepped in. So, again, you know, different co-hosts, but uh, just as much fun. And, you know, it makes worth it makes getting up worth it. You know, the funny thing is, I think at this point, I think we have been hosting together longer than you and Cam hosted together. I think so. Crazy yeah, to think yeah. about. Yeah. And, and really, how did this this connection between, between both of you really start? Well, Mike was doing, he was our on the street reporter at the time. So, so the Cam and Lisa show was on and Mike was a part of the morning show already. Um, and we cut to him regularly and that kind of thing. And I think maybe when Cam's been on vacation, Mike would sit in. I was away on maternity leave when Cam uh, was sick, I think. Right, Mike? Something like that. Yep. And, uh, and, yeah. Uh, so it was like in. Cam and Lisa show with Mike and Leah for like a year almost. Yeah. And then, uh, and it was just a natural fit, right? Uh, Mike's familiar with the format, familiar with the show, we're familiar with each other, and uh, and it evolved from there. And the show has taken on, you know, a lot of different nuances, changes over the years, and you know, we're always striving to make it better and move with the times and give our audience what we think they need. And radio has what you call a clock every hour; it's a clock, and. Our clock, uh, it, it changes sometimes. Newscasts are 
shorter, some are longer, and um, we insert different things and then take them out when we feel it needs like a fresh coat of paint. So you must be all over the news constantly watching it and, and following it, making sure you have consistent topics to discuss each morning. What is that like? Are you Do you ever take like a break where you, you take a few days off to just um, disengage from, from social media? Uh, not really. Well, maybe social media, but not, not really. I mean, Twitter is like my favorite, right? I'm always on there looking for stories and, and see what's going on. And, you know, Lisa will tell you too, you know, people think we work four hours a day. You <laughs> think, oh, you guys are so lucky. You work five to nine. Awesome. But there's a lot more to the job. And like Lisa said, you know, getting up three, three thirty in the morning and <laughs> do a little prep before the show. But a lot of the prep is done through the day you, you can't wait until uh you know you, you talk to each other at 4 30 in the morning and say oh let's try to get this person on good luck so you're doing it during the day so things will come up and uh, you'll say okay uh, you know we kind of have a facebook messenger um thread between myself lisa and our producer ed and we'll say what do you guys think of this idea okay who can we get on tomorrow and all that and then we i think we're all on our computers around seven o'clock at night after dinner saying okay here's all the stories i found today here's all the stories lisa found and then we kind of put them in the different sections of the show and kind of figure things out so you're always kind of working you know you might take a few hours do something and then you look at your phone see what's coming in check your email and um you know see who you might want to have on the show next day so it's it's yeah it's it's kind of a grind in a way like i think we're underpaid to be honest and we don't (laughs) get enough kudos for what we do (laughs) it's funny but i know you're you're getting after lyndon and it's true because especially since covid it's the news is is pretty darn negative and you know at the same time it's our job to present everything that's going on to our listeners so there's no real escape for us, um, but I, I will say that come Friday, after the show, after we do our After 9 segment, I do not want to look at the news. I don't want to listen to the news, and I try and get away with it for Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. and then I feel like all stressed out on Sunday because I have to catch up on everything I missed, but it's really difficult to take a break. Yes, and, and I'd say, well, both of you doing the After 9 show, it's, it's more of a humorous taste on, on, on what's happening in the community. Yesterday you talked about, um, was it uh, skinny jeans, things like that, right? Where you're, you're, you're trying to make sure it's not constantly about COVID, right? Well, yeah. And uh, I think that's the whole idea of After 9 is to have a little more fun, interact with the listeners a little more as well, and, and show a different side of our personality. It, you, After 9 used to be what the show was more like on air, and, and it's gone in a more newsy, more serious direction in the last couple of years. Where we'll still mix in uh, some lighter stuff, but uh, you know, all in all, it's it, it's more of a focus on the news. So uh, after nine is kind of more designed to, uh, I don't know, just be ourselves, let our hair down, interact with people, and it's been, it's been fun. We've been doing that for like what two three years now, I think. Well, yeah, I, it's fun. Yeah, it, it's great, and I think the the community really likes it. It gets a a nice break from what's happening in the world, right? So yeah. I have to ask, what has been your your top interviews that you've um, conducted, whether it's an individual or a topic, what's been your favorite? You know, Lyndon, I knew you were going to ask this question and I seriously have thought so much about it. And, you know, I think I, I, I can't think of one particular one, but I can think of a type of interview that I really like. And it all has to do with, um, with, with local people. 
And we've had some really good news stories over the many years that we've been doing this show. And it's such a nice, refreshing change when we can uh, have somebody on that's local and talk about something that happened that is good. Uh, an example of that that happened recently was, um, do you remember this, Mike? Uh, we spoke uh, with a pastor of a church and uh, there was a young couple who had just been just gotten married and there was a, another family who, and then their parents died. These, was it six kids? Six yeah. kids, their parents died tragically and this young couple felt the need and the want to take them under their wings. So we had the opportunity uh, to speak with the pastor and get the whole story about how their house was being renovated and the community was putting in money to help them out. I love stuff like that. Like it's such a feel good thing. Uh, Mike might have a different answer though. Well, I, 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 you know, uh, the, the one person I really like, and I think Lisa agrees with this too, is having my grandma on. She's 104 oh and she's so with it. And I think it's such a thrill to, to, to talk to her on the radio. I talk to her every day anyway, but to have her on the radio and the feedback that we get and, you know, just what she has to say, I think it's so entertaining to, to hear her on the radio. And, and, and like I said, I love getting the feedback from the listeners. And I think she's an inspiration to a lot of people because she is 104 and she's so with it and she's up to date on the news and sports and everything that's happening. She's a huge Detroit Lions fan. And I keep telling Graham, I'm like, they better hurry up. Win the Super Bowl because you might be running out of time. But you're <laughs> going. I mean, she's 104, so uh, that's that's my favorite interview. And uh, you know, I'm a big sports fan, so whenever we have athletes, we interviewed Darren McCarty from the Red Wings a, a few weeks ago. I've interviewed, uh, you know, we've interviewed Huey Lewis too. You know, talking about music. I love Huey Lewis. The news. Oh, yes, I know everybody make fun of me. That's okay. Love Huey. So a lot of that kind of stuff is cool too. That's that's incredible. Both really really touching stories. And and Mike, are you going to be on the air until 104? I hope so. Until they kick me out, anyway. I got nothing else to do as long as I can stay in my basement and do it. I, uh, this is this is perfect. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, I hope you do, Mike. That way, when I'm I'm in my my fifties, I can still listen to you. Yeah, well, you'll probably be on. Be like, what, cr crack of dawn with Craner, five to nine a.m. eight hundred. I don't know. That would be hilarious. Yeah. So, so Mike and Lisa, what do you what do you enjoy most about your job? I know you you said you, it's late nights, early mornings. What's what gets you waking up in the morning and coming to this this job? You know, a lot of it is the, is the people we work with. Like working with Mike is so much fun, um, and you know, it's 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 true of any job. I'd say if you don't like the people you work with, you don't enjoy working with the people. Like, what's the point? Like, why are you even there if you can't? Uh, enjoy yourself and, and have fun. You know, Mike and I work together so long. It's like you depend on each other and you can rely on each other. And there's a trust there that, you know, um, you're both working your best to put together a really good show. And, uh, and, and y y we kind of read each other's minds in a way now. Uh, that's a big part of it. The getting up part is definitely not the, the, the best part of the job, but um, I think it's also great. It, like I feel at the end of the show, that we've accomplished something really good. Like we've, we've done a great job in presenting a lot of what's going on locally, provincially, nationally, and, and around the world. Wouldn't you say, Mike? Yeah, I think so. We try to do that mix with, with our focus being on local, but even if it's, it's an international story or a story from the U S 
basically we want to talk about what people are talking about here. And of course, we're so close to the border. So if there's a story in Detroit, if there's a story with Donald Trump or Joe Biden now or whatever, you know, we try to localize that or just say, okay, well, a lot of people are talking about this, so we, we should talk about it too. And, and right. you know, give our thoughts on a story or, or play a clip that maybe was in the news and, and take feedback from, uh, from our audience too. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what we do, you know, a lo- uh, to me, a local story, you know, to both of us, really, we, we've always said this a local story, just as it's something that's happening in Windsor Essex, it's what people in Windsor Essex are talking about. Right. Yes, yes, very true. And you guys are definitely the the dynamic duo. Um, you work well together. And I think the name, the Mike and Lisa, the morning drive, it, it works well, right? It better. Yeah. <laughs> 13 years, we're still trying to get it right, but uh, we'll get it one of these days. But no, it's great. It is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's Lisa and I always say to each other, like, you know, it's like, I can't imagine having a real job. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's fun, right? Yeah. You pay to do this, and this is your job, and we're right. very lucky to do uh, what we do because you know, uh, as been in the news lately. I mean, I bet you, Lisa, that people even said this to you. People said this to me back in '94. Oh, we want radio. There's not a lot of jobs in radio, you know, and even more so now. So we're very lucky to do what we do. Definitely, and I, I want to jump over to the comments. There's a there's a, a few uh, different questions that came up. If you don't mind answering them uh, live, uh, lots lots of love in the comments, which I, which I really appreciate. Um, so the first one is: Do you like broadcasting from home better than going into the studio? And that's from Paul Licha. Hey, Paul. You know what? Um, yes and no. I think working from home has some great advantages. You know, you don't really have to put in as much effort getting ready in the morning. All of your stuff's right here. It obviously saves some time. Um, it's just it's just more comfortable. And we've been able to work out a way where uh, upgrading our equipment, people would not know that we weren't in studio that way. The drawback for me is, you know, that you're not in the studio and it, 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 there's sort of a different feel, especially the interaction with our producer. Um so we figured out a way through chats and all that kind of stuff to to get that connection, but it's it's just, you know not the same. Yeah, um, uh, Paul, good question. And do I like broadcasting uh, from home better than going to the studio? Yes, and yes. I know Lisa said yes and no. My answer is yes <coughs> and yes. I love being at home. My dog Lulu's uh, just over on the doggy bed. I got my own coffee, and we got uh, my own computer, and I'm all set to go. I, you know take care of stuff, go see Kelly uh, in between news breaks and stuff yeah. like that. So I do enjoy it, but there are drawbacks. It is, it was a big challenge. Uh, and like Lisa said, I think we got the system down pretty good now. And Lisa and I will be on messenger video chat with each other for the full four hours. So we can see each other too. Cause there's a, there's, you know, when we lose the connection once in a while, the video <laughs> feed, it's like, wow. We it's like, we don't know what to here. say. Yeah. Oh, Where you go? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, thanks, Mike, for the for the question there. Uh, the next one comes from Cameron Stalbrand. He says, "Does it ever weigh on you to have to report emotional stories, and, and really, how do you deal with that?" Uh, a lot of times, I cry. To be honest, it's like uh, it's difficult. Oh my God! Uh, remember the Humboldt uh, accident, and we had to talk about all those um, hockey players who were killed in that bus crash. Yeah, and it went on for a while because oh. there was the crash, and then there was the memorials after, then the investigation, and it went on for a long time, right? It was a tough story. I, I, I found it really difficult to uh, 
Sorry, there's a cat that's going to come in the picture. Mike, the cat is here. (laughs) Sorry about that. That's okay. First cat on coffee with Craner. Yeah, (laughs) uh, broadcast first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know what? That's that's difficult, and 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 I, you know, I think it's okay to show your emotion. It's okay to to be real in that in that sense, and uh, you know, uh, we're human, and I I almost almost always consider our listeners, our family. It's like, we shouldn't be afraid to show our emotions or really reveal how we feel about a certain issue or a topic. A lot of people disagree with what we say and we get that all the time, but I think it's better that we try not to just please everybody or hide our emotions. Um, but, but the, the sad stories are so difficult. Let's hope we don't have any more. That that's I remember Lisa telling me uh, like day one we started hosting together. Any advice? Just be yourself, and then uh, that's backfired a few times. But all in all, it's worked pretty well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is tough to talk about some of those emotional stories. Me being a, a huge animal lover, when, whenever there's an animal hurt or something like that, like I'm watching. Uh, what what's the show right now? We're both watching it, Lisa. Um, Your Honor. Honor. Yeah, There's a dog in the show, and they keep teasing that something's going to happen bad to the dog, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I can't watch if you hurt the dog. I'm turning it off. You know, so anything with animals or animals getting hurt or or whatever that that that's tough for me. And, and Mike, you work with uh, was it Golden Retrievers? Yeah, Golden Rescue is the organization, and my significant other Kelly, she's on the board of directors, and uh, I volunteer like uh, with the uh, kind of the graphic teams. I do a lot of the videos and posters and stuff that they post on the different social media channels, and we've helped out with transport. So you, you know, you there's like a whole team of people. So you know, somebody will drive from like Texas to Missouri, and then Missouri to Ohio. Then somebody goes from Ohio to Michigan, and then Kelly and I will go over to go to Michigan and take the dog to uh, London or something. And then, you know, that's how they kind of do it, so nobody has to go real far. And so we've done that before too, and it's it's awesome. It's a great organization. If somebody's looking to rescue a golden retriever, if, even a younger one, a senior, we import them uh, or like. I don't know if that's the right word, but bring them in from Istanbul and countries that where they're living on the streets. They they fly them in and find them forever families. You can go to goldenrescue.ca uh, for more information and or check out social media. Thank you uh, for uh, asking because then I got to plug it, and now I will get bonus points. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely a great initiative, and good for you, Mike, for, for doing that. Um, we, ha- we still have a couple more questions if you, if you folks have time. Sure. Um, the next one comes from Jen Desjardins Grandin. Uh, she says, love all three of you. Thanks, Jen. And she she's asking how much prep really happens behind the scenes for each show. Yeah, there's a lot, actually, uh, more than you would realize. Uh, so I, I think we, we talked a little while ago um, about what time we get up. And we all kind of convene at about 4.30 and start, you know, chatting with each other. Um, we have what we call a, a, a prep sheet. Uh, with different time slots and different interview slots. Uh, that preparation starts the day before the show. Um, and we work basically all day. And, it, and it's, it's not like you can sort of turn it off because you're, you know, if you're, if you're like us, Lyndon, you're always sort of checking your phone and checking news headlines, that kind of thing. And if something comes up, and keep in mind, a lot of the people that we deal with or interviews we have to book, they work normal hours. So... You know, just because we work really early in the morning doesn't mean we get to kind of shut things off and pretend nothing else is happening. When we want to communicate with people or have meetings, that kind of thing, it's it's throughout the day. 
And as Mike mentioned, you know, at, at about six or seven, um, we're back at our computers and putting together the show prep. So two hours at night for sure. And, uh, you know, six hours, including our on air during the day. Yeah, so, and, and that's a great question, Jen. Jen's got a sweet profile picture, too, I see on the show. Look how professional that is. I want to go to that photographer and get one of me in my hoodie going like. <laughs> Jen, Jen owns uh, GL Heritage. Oh, okay. Jen? Yeah. <clears throat> Craig awesome. and I met Jen this past summer. Great story cool. that she has about her and her husband and her extended family starting that business. Uh, that was great. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, but look at that photo, how professional it looks. I'm just blown away by this. So, you know, the other thing is, uh, Lyndon, is the fact that, uh, you know, so much has changed with technology in the last, I'd say, geez, even like five, six, seven, maybe 10 years. I mean, there's a lot more to do and a lot less people to do it with. And social media has changed. We try to keep up to date on uh, with our social media pages. We have a podcast as well. You can search The Morning Drive with Mike and Lisa on your favorite podcast app. It's posted on our website as well. You know, so there's a lot of difference other than just being on the radio. There's a lot of other things you're doing to try to promote yourself. I mean, you know that better than anyone. And, and I, was saying, I want to hire you to handle our social media because you do an awesome job promoting your show. And, uh, you know, and the other part of it is, you know, not right now and not for the past year, but a lot of times we volunteer our time going to uh, MC different events and get out in the community. Lisa, how many readathons have you been to? About 1,200,000 and how many? <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's exactly the number I was going to say. But it, I mean, that's fun. And that's when, I mean, listen, when, when we're doing our show from here or we're doing it in the studio, there's nobody else, <clears throat> excuse me, there's nobody else there. So you don't get the immediate feedback on radio. You don't get to see our listeners' faces, that kind of thing. So by touching base with people in the community, you know, it's a, it's a really great way to know, oh, my God, there are people listening. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. And we have, we have a few more. I, I will try my best to make sure, Mike, uh, you, can, you can have a nap. I know you're, you're patiently waiting a nap. Um, if I start drooling and my eyes close, just, just, just ignore me. That's normal. <laughs> so, so the next question comes from uh, Bucket God. It may be his real name. He might be good at basketball. Uh, but what kind of luxuries has has broadcasting brought into your life? Mm, Travel, concerts, shows. Lisa, what's the what's a good luxury from uh, working in this business? Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I'm not sure about luxury. That's a that's a word that I'm I'm having a, a problem with. Uh, that has a I lot think of perks, perks. Is a better word. Perks, yes. yes. I I think you know um, we get invited to a lot of things. We get invited to uh, you know a lot of events and stuff, and I think that's awesome. Um, we have an opportunity to endorse different clients in our community. Um, we're very selective with with the uh, the clients that we choose these are clients who are part of am 800 um and i i consider that uh, a, a perk um and i i enjoy getting to know our clients that way for example i uh have been endorsing uh, a client like provincial chrysler for a long time so i will drive different vehicles for provincial chrysler and uh i think that's great and i i got to know the dealership quite well and then i speak about it on the air mind you they pay for that they pay for that, but um, I think it's a it's a great way for us to showcase some of our really great clients to our listeners. 
It's awesome. Yeah, it works really well for uh, for clients. I mean, that's why we've been, I think, around so long. Yeah, uh, Lyndon is the fact that uh, we have such a loyal audience and we have so such great advertisers. A lot of them have been with us for a long, long time. Like Lisa, like Provincial Chrysler, they've been on for for years and years. And yeah. you know, uh, Fairhall and Antonino's Pizza, which I talk about. You know, some of these people will go back like you know twenty years at least yeah. that they've been on the air with us. And without without people listening, without our advertisers, we ain't getting paid, and we're showing the door. So, they kind of the whole b- business of radio is do a good show. You hope a lot of people listen. Then you hope a lot of advertisers will spend money to get their message out to those people listening. Everybody wins. It's a win-win situation. Yes. So just a couple more questions here. I I apologize for going a bit over. Any more from Bucket God? I want to know about that name. That's a great (laughs) name. Yes. Uh, Well, the the next question here comes from uh, Rick St. Dennis. He says, how do you deal with um, an on-air interview and – um, when, when the answers sometimes are not what you expected, or maybe they're a bit ridiculous, um, profane, how do you deal with that? You call in Mike, the cat there and uh, you, you just say, you, you take it away, Mike. You know, sometimes you will get an interview and it's a complete dud and it could be anybody. Look at Mike's tail. This is Mike, the cat. You want to explain who Mike, the cat is before he's I not, answer? He's not even my cat. Honestly, he's, he's my neighbor's cat and he just, he comes over every day. Um, and, and scratches at our window and meows and everything. So we let him in. So I think it's sort of a neighborhood sharing program for a part of. So anyway, I, I apologize. And I love that his name's Mike. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So, uh, you know, w- with bad answers or ridiculous answers, I mean, one of the keys in radio is when you are particularly interviewing someone is that you want to listen. And uh, if somebody says something ridiculous, well, uh, you kind of have to just call them out and say, um, excuse me, what'd you say? But then sometimes you're going to get people that for some reason they came on the radio with you and we thought they would be good an interview. And they're starting to give you one word answers or awful answers. And then that's when you go Maverick and Goose hit the eject <laughs> and end it early and say, thanks for joining us. See you. See you later. Yeah. So there's that. There's that, of course. You know, there's always a challenge to pull information out of people that you want. And sometimes people are just nervous. It, you know, it's not every day people do interviews on, on the radio or in, in any kind of media. So I think we have to kind of um, try and make them feel comfortable. And if, if there's a certain topic we want and, and answer we want out of them, then you know, maybe just trying to make them feel a little more comfortable. We'll bring it out. So even with our regular guests too, we've had so many regular guests during COVID, uh, you know, people from Windsor regional hospital. We've had, uh, you know, Drew Dilkins, the mayor of Windsor on three times a week instead of once, uh, Dr. Wajid Ahmed's on with us, uh, three times a week normally. And I think one of the things that maybe, uh, is a little bit different than our show and, and what, you know, that we like to do is, you know, make our, like Lisa said, make our guests feel comfortable and maybe joke around with them a little bit, um, you know, before or after the interview leading in. So there is a comfort level with us, depending on the topic that day. You know, if it's it's a tragic topic, obviously that's not going to happen. But, you know, if it's an everyday th- topic, if it's a lighter topic, you know, to joke around with some of these people, uh, I think makes them feel more comfortable. And I think what it does is um, shows th- that, to, to the audience that somebody like Dr. Amon is, is a real person and has a personality. Drew Dilkins is just not the mayor of Windsor. 
He's a, just, he's a father. He's a guy. He lives here just like you. And he, he's a guy. Good one. Eh? I'm getting tired <laughs> of running out of terms. Uh, and, and you know, he, he has a personality outside what you just see at, at down at city hall. So I, I think that's what we try to do. Maybe a little bit different than a lot of shows. Yes. And I think it brings out a different personality to them, right? It's like you said, it's not always so serious and you can have those, those jokes and learn more about their personal life. Yep. So, uh, we have two quick questions here. Um, we'll go over to Mark Renault. Mike, he's asking, do you think, uh, what do you think for this season? If there is one for the Tigers? If there is one, yeah. Well, there will be one. It sure sounds like it. Anyway, they're going to report to spring training on time. It, it looks like and, and play almost a full season. Um, Tigers aren't going to be good. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> the World Series banner. That's from 2006 behind my shoulder. Uh, there will not be one hung in downtown Detroit uh, this year for that. Look for them to improve next, next year. So not this upcoming year, 2022. You're going to see a lot of the kids start to make, uh, make waves. And a lot of the guys that have been part of this rebuild and it's trying to be patient with the Tigers will start to pay dividends. That is my prediction. 2022 Lisa, your thoughts on the Tigers. I think the Tigers would uh, generate a lot more interest if they, uh, only made their games five innings instead of nine, and they moved a little more on the field. Lisa's not a big fan of baseball, and that's my favorite sport. And I'm like, how do you not th think it's exciting? She goes, everybody's standing around. Nobody's doing anything. Can we make it three innings? As soon as I'm done my nachos and hot dog, I'll go home. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bit too slow for you, Lisa. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little what about bit. golf? Is that, is that even more slow for you? I, 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 for some reason, I like golf a little better. Uh, I think I can appreciate it more. Uh, hockey's always moving. That's good. It keeps me awake. If they're moving, I'm staying awake. I think yeah. Lisa likes golf too because the beauty of the landscape and the <laughs> and the azaleas blooming at Augusta. Augusta, I, I, yeah. I would love to walk that course. Not not play golf or anything. Just walk that course. <laughs> Who's beautiful. that lady walking? I'm trying to I'm trying to play here. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've, we've been on air for a bit and I do appreciate your time. I just want to leave with, with one last question for um, a lot of students watch my show. A lot of young uh, emerging leaders watch the show and I try to give them industry advice. And I, I want to know what would your advice be for those students looking to uh, go into communications or, or journalism, broadcasting? Um, what's your advice for those students? It's tough. I'll be honest. It's a, it's a tough business to be in right now because you don't know where radio is headed. Um, I think radio will still be relevant in some way, uh, it, it, you know, 10 years from now. But, I mean, there's so much competition uh, with radio. I think uh, if you want to try and get your foot in the door, remember that it's not just radio announcers that, that you know, is, is, are the occupations. There's so much more that goes into radio. Um, maybe research that, and you might find a, a fit, because not everybody can be on the air. And uh, I think there's, you know, the jobs are few and far between if we're really being honest. And I know what advice you're going to give Mike. <laughs> don't, don't be an engineer, be a teacher, get a real job. Don't. Back to you. No, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Like I said, Hey, 
people told me back in the in the early 90s you don't want to go into radio there's not a lot of jobs well you know what radio is going to be around the the changing media landscape the last 10 years where people have so many ways before it was what you read you buy your newspaper you watch the six o'clock news. You listen to AM eight hundred in the morning. You get your uh, your information on the radio, and then you listen to some music on some FM stations. Well, think about Spotify. You think about Twitter and all these places you can get news. So we hope they get it from us. And I think that's another thing from showing personality. So my best advice: if you do want to get into media, focus on like and be like a presenter or a performer or a broadcaster or whatever it is. Do it all. You, you do video, do social media, do radio, do podcasts, do TV, because you're going to have to wear a lot more hats than just being a radio host. You're going to have to do it all because there's yep. just less and less people uh, to do those jobs. And uh, you're going to be asked to do more than just one thing. That's right. Good advice. And. And. <laughs> don't. Well, I, I, you know what? I appreciate the honesty. And I think, like you said, it's, it's, it's a difficult industry to be in. It's constantly changing. Uh, I don't, did you ever think you'd be doing live streams every, every day? No, I hate it. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. When they asked us, you guys want to do a social media show? Lisa had this very sign. No, <laughs> no on it. I'm um, oh like, no, you know, all the stuff that we have to do now is, is, you know, stuff that wasn't even invented when we were <laughs> we were first coming up. <laughs> we were reading newspapers and clipping stuff out. And, you know, there was pre-internet. So, like, you'd have, like, um, the news wire and these big yellow curly pieces yeah. of paper, almost like a fax coming in. And you'd read it and off you, that. And rip them. Rip them apart. Rip them, right? Yeah. Rip and read is what they yeah. used to call it, right? Wow. And uh, now it's just so different. I mean... Uh, good and bad, I think, you know, uh, us who are getting older in, in, in years and been doing this for a long time. I like the good old days. We just rip free. <laughs> we don't do all the internets and all that stuff. <laughs> the but, internets. You know, <laughs> you know, but it's exciting. You know, all this technology. I love technology. It's very exciting. It, it makes our jobs easier, but busier. Like everybody's job, though, right? Everybody has yes. more to do with less people. And it's because of technology you know like uh, everybody has their smartphone on them so now your boss can text you at 6 30 at night saying this client needs this for tomorrow morning couldn't do that before right yeah well i i think you both you both are actually absolutely great i think we had a, a really really fun time today on live uh, i think the folks watching seen a, a different side of you we went in depth behind your career in broadcasting um thanks for making the time after you've you've been up since around three o'clock um, I think we learned a lot. I learned a lot, and I think the guests did too. Good, I hope so. Thanks, Lyndon. This yeah, was a lot no, of fun. You, yeah, you do a great job. Those were great questions from you and, and your audience. And and I, like I said at the beginning, uh, you do such a great job with this, and it, it looks so professional. And I'm very jealous how uh, good you are at this, and that uh, it will be one day uh, crack of dawn with Frank. <laughs> well, well, Mike and Lisa, I do learn from the best, and I, I do learn a lot from you. So thanks for making the time, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Thanks All for right. having us, Lyndon. Yeah, thanks for the time.